Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. Today, we don't have any uh, special guests, per se, but we do have some special people with us. These are all public affairs people, and I'm uh, I'm Specialist David Erskine. We have uh, Staff Sergeant Jones, Captain Duvall, and Staff Sergeant Boffin here with us. Uh, 678, 263rd, 108th pad. This is some of our uh, brethren from around the state that help us do public affairs that aren't here in the studio on a regular basis, but we are, we're having some training and stuff going on, and they're here, and they were more than willing to jump in and uh, do, do, the, <laughs> do the podcast. They were super willing. Like I, I had to fight them back from coming over here and, and doing – doing stuff with this so thank you gentlemen uh, for joining and just let you know these aren't all the people here we have uh, several other public affairs folks here in the background while we're we're shooting and uh, hopefully at some point in time y'all get to see them also on the podcast as we move forward but uh, once again thank y'all for for coming here Thank you. so we got we got some pretty unique backgrounds just sitting here at the table uh, prior air force Mm-hmm. Yes, eight years active duty. Active duty, mm-hmm. and you came over to the guard. Yes, I came over to the guard in uh, two thousand and eight. Yeah, as public affairs, or no? Actually, I came over as a sixty eight echo. I was a dental dental assistant. Oh, so you were medical. I was prior medical. Were you medical in the air force side of things? Yes, I was a firefighter. Okay. And then when I got out, I did ten years in the fire service as a federal civilian. But um, I ended up getting my master's degree in public affairs. So okay. here I am. Man, yeah, I thought I did a lot of stuff in my life. But I think you got me beat. <laughs> I started out air guard. I was a cardiopulmonary technician. Then came over to army wow. guard and wound awesome. up public affairs. I have no degree. So you're obviously way smarter than me, and we'll move on from that. Not for me to be embarrassed. Uh, in the back corner over here, Captain Duvall. Um, now, super cool about you. You you work for one of our our universities mm-hmm. here in the state. I work at Anderson University of South Carolina. Don't be confused about Indiana. <laughs> Indiana okay, yeah, <laughs> very true. Um, now, as far as your military career, you've always been Army side? Uh, I have been Army uh, side. I was uh, raised 22 years with my father active duty, and um, I thought about going in at 30, and uh, knowing now what I knew then, the recruiter just didn't want to do it needed to be done to get me in uh, the numbers must have been good and then at 35 I tried so I, I uh, got married uh, shy of 38 and went to basic two weeks later and basic at 38 years old uh, OCS at about 40 and the rest is history now I'm uh, in the geriatric military geriatric military there you go. okay now you're up with the uh, 263rd up mm-hmm. in the upstate one of our uh, outstanding units very unique mission out there y'all doing super cool stuff and you're uh you're just getting started with them but you're not new to the ada community correct. you were 678 before correct. that correct and before that i was at the uh, s4 um for those who don't know that's the logistics officer side at the uh battalion level oh as okay well. okay so yeah. i'm a loggy by trade in the uh, functional area the um uh, public, PA, affairs. public affairs yeah public affairs way more fun yeah it rocks oh that's what i'm talking about they both have their advantages that's on no 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 it's fine don't be don't be afraid <laughs> don't be afraid you can we we boast about our work here we know we're rock stars that's what we do um we're, we're next level and then uh staff sergeant boffman you where i don't know where you came from uh i came from my mother oh nice <laughs> so how did that how that work out let's let's delve into that well, i don't really remember the I, details i feel like this is a freudian experience and we need to kind of so let's talk about the issues with your Express mom yourself. Oh. so um about two years ago i came to south carolina before that i was in the connecticut guard uh spent the first six years as a medic uh, and embedded in different line units and then i got a communications degree and came over to public affairs so uh, you're just a uh, 68. Oh, I say just. You're just a 68 whiskey, I guess, or did uh, you specialize? 90, 
what was it, 91? 91. Oh, so you old school. Right? All right, got it. No problem. <laughs> Oddly enough, that's, I didn't expect to have yeah. three medical people yeah. sitting here. That's well, right. And I was, a, I was an EMT in the uh, fire <laughs> okay. department. And I went to high school in Connecticut. Really? Where? Mm-hmm. What, West Hartford. Okay. So that, that's more the center of the state. I was west side of the state. Oh, he's from the west side. Yeah, yeah. Um, out, out near Waterbury. Oh, yes. He's, he was on the cool side. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> I don't know nothing about Connecticut. Good football teams. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, man, what not football not teams are up there? Level. Are you talking Waterbury. soccer? No, uh, high school. High school. Oh, uh, high school football yeah. teams. I was that's say, the only well, kind of football. Oh, yeah, easy. Easy there. I mean, I know you're a transplant to the state, but easy. Um, um, college football rocks. Um, but uh, so anyway, so you found your way down here. You joined the public affairs community. And you're with the, the 108th pad, um, which I was I was part of that unit at one point in time until they kicked me out. Um, I'm not bitter about it, though. Um, well, room for me. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, nah, but that's the thing is, uh, so, I mean, you got a little bit of representation. Um for everybody around here, myself being from state, um, brigade, battalion levels, uh, uh, pad over here, and and that the point is, is public affairs, whether you realize it or not, we're we're kind of everywhere, um, and, and we 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 stay busy. We, we, you know, we're out there telling the stories of the soldiers and the airmen because we have mm-hmm. our air guard brethren and sister over there on the other side. Well, like you were saying, it's also interesting to see how this represents the guard. You have four individuals sitting here, and they have such a varied background of what they do and what they can bring beyond their MOS and their area of specialty to the fight so they can say, hey, I can do this, I can do this, and I can do this. And, and it just makes, a, a, I think, a better blended soldier in the long run. Yeah, and, and that's that's always been kind of the strength of the guard um, is that we do bring our, our civilian lives into this and – you know, um, I mean, we, we got people who are in, and we've talked about this before in legislation and they're neurosurgeons and they're mm-hmm. engineers and they're, you know, part of the community, they're police officers, they're chief of police and all this kind of stuff. And you bring that in, you hodgepodge it into your community and you really do get something kind of unique and, and different. Um, you know, the fact that you're a dental tech with public affairs, you know, I mean, I got a sore tooth. He might have an option or something, you know, <laughs> like something better than a doorknob and a string. Um, but that kind of stuff, you know, helps you build. But from a public affairs standpoint, that's outstanding. Mm-hmm. All the different backgrounds are here because when we go out and we're dealing with units, we can talk a little bit of the mm-hmm. lingo with them. And, and that's, I think people underestimate that in public affairs is, um, especially being part of the, the ADA community and stuff up there and the different roles you've had, you already kind of know what their mission set is and what they, what they've done. The fact that you've come from, you know, a, a different state and, and have seen things done differently elsewhere. The fact that you have, you know, medical and then of course that master's degree, we're not going to talk about, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, so y'all, everybody brings that to the table and makes, makes our products, makes what we do and, and telling the story that much better. Um, I guess right now, cause I guess you're probably sitting at the table. You're probably our newest public. We have newer public affairs folks, but you're at the table right now. You're probably our yes. newest You've been transferred over in, in March. In this March. Year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're super new. I mean, I guess what, uh, I think an interesting idea to talk about is maybe what, what are some of your perceptions or hopes, uh, for public affairs or is it what you thought it was going to be going forward or, or yeah, actually, actually, yes, it, it, it is. Um, I, something I've been looking at transitioning over to for quite some time, but, um, I, I currently live in Baltimore, Maryland. So, 
I'm traveling out of state to come and serve in the South Carolina Guard. You but, love um, it here, huh? I do. Okay. I do. I, I love what South Carolina Guard represents. I love the um, like the mix that we have, like you spoke to earlier, with the um, intelligent minds and, and, and how they share information. And, you know, it just makes you a better soldier. So And it makes it fun to serve. So uh, right now I'm a budget analyst. I work for Department of Transportation and headquarters. And so a lot of what I do now is, is develop the president's budget. But, you know, with being able to have to tell the story of your particular agency to be able to allow Congress to give you the money that you need to manage your programs, you know, what better way to get that experience with, with technical writing and, and telling the story with them in public affairs. So I saw the opportunity to come over and, and I was, I was blessed with the opportunity too. It's uh, it's, it's, it's Erskine with two E's in case you want to write me in on that budget. <laughs> Do I need to give you my address or anything? Um, just let me know. Um, you know, not a whole a lot. I'm not, gr- small I'm not greedy. I'm looking for something <laughs> six figure. No, no, we don't do that. Type Five, of stuff. six, zero. Yeah, that's open. right. No, we're good. Um, now, um, I want to, talk, I do want to talk. We, and oddly enough, we do have another soldier in the public affairs that actually drives in pretty much your same area, uh, which is, I think is a testament to show kind of how dedicated our public affairs folks are to, to the South Carolina national guard and to the soldiers and airmen out there. Uh, I do want to talk about pad for a little bit because, I don't think everybody really kind of fully understands like what the pad is and, and what it does and what it can actually accomplish. Um, uh, Sergeant Baker is also in, a part of the pad. Like I said, I used to be. Um, I'm going to use this term and, and don't giggle or laugh at it, but I mean, it, the pad is almost like an elite SWAT team of public affairs people. I mean, you're talking about a group that can go anywhere. They've been in storms. They've been deployments. They go to small event ceremonies, whatever, and they, they move downrange quickly and effectively, and they get in and out and get their do- job done, and, and they really are. The amount of talent and years of experience that you see in the pad is 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 outstanding, and, and you're one of the newer members with the pad. I mean, what's been your, I guess, your take on things or, or – because, uh, like I said, you came from a different state and, and a different background, so you kind of had a little bit of culture shock and everything going into this situation. Uh, well, I mean, I, I was new to the South Carolina National Guard. Um, I, I spent some time before I came here in public affairs. Uh, 2009, I made the switch over. So I'm not completely new to the public affairs realm, but um, before I came to South Carolina, I was in a pad in Connecticut, and I jumped to Joint Force Headquarters. Uh, and then I jumped to one of the MSCs like you guys are. And, you know, when I first came in, uh, about four months after graduating public affairs school, we deployed to Kosovo, uh, very high tempo. We were doing a lot of public affairs work. Uh, when we came back stateside, I, it, it was a lot slower. And one of the refreshing things that I found coming to South Carolina, um, I got here and we got to work. Uh, outside of deployments, I think I've – never spent this much time actually out covering events and doing our job. And uh, with the pad we have now, there's guys that have 20 years experience. There's some that are, you know, less, four or five years experience, uh, maybe prior experience in different units. And there's just a wealth of knowledge and experience that I really have not noticed in any other unit that I've ever been in. Yeah, and I, I I agree with that. The pad's a nice little snapshot of what the Guard, especially South Carolina National Guard, has to offer. Now, I want to talk about you, sir, because mm-hmm. 
you are an interesting situation. You actually deploy with the 678th. Now, the interesting thing about officers in public affairs, and, uh, and I'm not mm-hmm. speaking that I know for everybody else, but, I mean, you were a one-man band. Right. I mean, for all intents and purposes, you were doing what my job was as an enlisted person plus doing what your job was as an officer and, and making sure media and things like that. And I think that's a unique um, thing that happens to mm-hmm. public affairs officers. And, and mm-hmm. that very is that very much true for what kind of happened with you? It is because uh, when I went to the PAO school about two and a half years ago, you're sitting there in all the schoolwork and that you're going through in the classes, you're – talking about this and you're talking about that and you know it's a joint force school so you're in there with a lot of people who have a staff and in my mind I'm sitting there thinking when I go back it's me when I go back it's me how is this going to be applicable so uh, Google's great the Nikon manual was great Uh, things of that nature um, YouTube videos on lighting and such uh, drinking through a fire hose and it gives you an appreciation and and of what the NCOs and enlisted do saying wow, this is incredible. And I tell people, and, and I've been trying to promote uh, at the AA to get people in to say, when you come out, you're going to be a professional quality videographer, and you're going to be able to put out products that people will say, wow, about. And I, I tell people, say, when you're watching AFN, that's where they do it. They do it at Denfos, and, and you'll learn how to do that. And um, so had the writing piece, had the, you know, media advisories, things like that, but trying to do the other piece was, was challenging, but it was fun. I learned a lot. I got to see a lot and do a lot, and it just makes you appreciate public affairs more and and, and seeing a well job. This is the, the first conference that I've been to with fellow public affairs uh, personnel, just seeing the outstanding job that the, the public affairs people do for this state and the products that they put out that they are uh, top-notch quality and can compete with, with anything that's out there. Yeah, and just to make a quick nod to our officers in the public affairs career field, I mean, they, and I say this because I I was medical and I've I've been out line units and and different careers in the Air Guard and Air Reserve and stuff like that. This is definitely a career field where officers enlisted get shoulder to shoulder doing the same job a lot of the times to to get the job done. Not to say that officers don't have higher level of responsibilities with meetings and and dealing with general officers and stuff like that. But it's very much a career field where we we do get in shoulder and shoulder and start working, which is is outstanding. Um, I think the other unique thing about public affairs is basically what we've got going on right here. Um, All of us are from different units Mm -hmm. sitting here at this table. Um, very rarely when you work, you know, if you're with the first of the 118th, when you go to drill or you do your stuff, you see people mm-hmm. from the first of the 118th. Um, in public affairs, we're, we're constantly mm-hmm. cross-referencing each other and pulling each other in and, hey, we need help up here and we need help down here. And um, and that's why these types of, this in particular training and stuff that we're doing, this is why this is so important. I mean, have you been a part of anything outside of public affairs similar to this where, you know, multiple units came together for some type of training. So, correct me. I mean, jump on in. I can't say nothing to this magnitude. I mean, I can come in to Drew Weekend and Kevin Duvalo will be giving me these nuggets on how to um, properly use our equipment as far as ISO ratings or, or how to adjust your focal point. And then the next, next time I'm coming in, I'm – doing the video or taking photos of um, the C-78 setting up draft tents. Yeah. So it's it's a very unique experience to be able to utilize different skill sets and then learn new skill sets as well. 
And I think some of the, you might get together, like uh, when I was a company commander, you get together with the other company commanders and your battalion commander in, in a bubber cub, but that's different. It's it's a distribution of information up. It's not a sharing of int- information to, you, you want to make yourself better in both instances, but one's a sharing, so we're all on the same page and, and, and just getting a better product out there. Yeah, and then, um, you know, something else is interesting because, uh, people don't always think about public affairs as being a highly technical field. Like that's not maybe the first thing that jumps to mind. Like if you say IT, you think, oh man, these people are hammering out on computers and stuff like that. Which the 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 public affairs world doesn't have warrant officers as far as the the army side of things go. I don't think the Marines or Navy do either. I could be wrong in that, but definitely not in the army side. But what happens from that is is you build a relationship where your officers build a trust with the NCOs, a true trust that when an NCO says, "Hey, technically this is how we should be doing something," that you go with that. So there's a there's a lot more daily interaction and and back and forth and conversations that you might not catch in other career fields. Um, like we do in public affairs, uh, any, anywhere up from, you know, our, our PFCs and our, our specialists kind of all, all the way up through the chain, there has to be that understanding that you're technically proficient at your job when you're talking about messing with audio and camera equipment and things like that, that you're not, because one error changes what the story is. You know, if you cut a clip out wrong or if you catch audio wrong or if it, you know, catch something in the background that shouldn't be there, things like that. Um, no, Staff Sergeant Brown, you mentioned being public affairs and in, in, a, in a pad up in Connecticut, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'm tracking that, right? Okay. Um, I mean, did y'all have kind of a, a similar kind of working community as what you've seen here in the South Carolina National Guard? Or? Uh, th- to be completely honest, we didn't. Um, so we had, you know, some public affairs in the headquarters at the state level. Um, pretty much there was the public affairs officer or the director of public communications for the state. Um, he had an NCO that worked for him and, uh, that was about it. Um, so they had that unit up there and then we had the pad and about the only time we came together was every couple of years for a governor's inauguration or, or some big top level event. Um, but pretty much the pad was left sort of out off to the side and, and it was up to them to find, you know, coverage opportunities or, or to get their training done. And one thing I've noticed that they do really well here, um, you know, the public affairs officer, the full-time staff here downtown at the headquarters, um, a good amount of them are also in the pad on the M-Day side. Um, but even if they're not, there's a lot of collaboration. Like this get-together is phenomenal to me. Um, everybody from across the state, I didn't even know – that we had as many public affairs people across the state and I'm in the public affairs career field. So, um, but, it, but it's good that the leadership in our field is bringing us together. Um, we work hand in hand. There's not really that like division of like, Oh, well you're the pad and you're, you know, up at the ADA. Um, we're all accomplishing the same mission and we're all striving in the same direction. And it honestly, um, I've been doing this 16 years, <laughs> the guard thing, and it was refreshing. There, there's been times in my career where I started to kind of get burnt out, and I was like, man, this is just dragging me down. I got to get a couple more years in so I can get towards the end, but um, coming here has been very refreshing. And instantly, interestingly enough, um, there's a lot of other people in this career field here that have been in a long time. 
this. It's not just because they're new. Um, there's really is just more of a passion and um, and just a, a, a better job all around of kind of being one team in the same fight. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and that's what we've seen, and that's why we I think we have the experience level and stuff like that, that we have in, in the public affairs community here in South Carolina. Um, outside of that, I mean, the fact that we're rock stars is awesome. Pretty much. Um, I've said it before. This is, this is by far one of the coolest jobs because I've got to experience things in the guard that I would have never had had I stayed medical. Like, I'd have never seen, touched, heard a pilot, and I'd have never, well, I might have been on a helicopter. Um, but, you know, the the boat units and the disc commissions and all that type of stuff that's, that's out there. I mean, have, have, do you all feel like your knowledge level or breadth of understanding of the Guard has increased since being in the public affairs? Yeah, yeah I think Definitely. so. Uh, like you said, we were in Germany last year, and um, it was the first time in about 30 years that we uh, set up a, a brigade in theater and so we were traveling a lot the, the colonel holy wanted to go around a lot visit the troops build relationships so you know with with not only the people in germany but also the troops there the active duty and so i got to travel a lot with them and and i got to go to about 13 different countries and um some for fun some for fun i just throw so that in there yeah, work all the time yeah let me differentiate with that but i got to go to a lot of places see a lot of things build a lot of relationships um that you're not going to get anywhere else as a boat because there were a lot of people that didn't get to go. They stayed in Germany or they, they went to, we went on an exercise to the country where we did that. But um, other than that, it, a lot of them were landlocked there and I got to go do some see and, and not being an air defense officer, I got to see how that aspect works and, and understand I came from a heavy infantry uh, with the Ford support company. So I can talk, abrams and bradley's and then i came over here and they started talking and i was like yeah you lost me hey how you doing <laughs> nice to meet you and um so i've caught on and being in the briefs and and i think it's important as public affairs officers and um it is our intent to get to the table to learn these things so you you can talk intelligently not only about public affairs but other things and then you know and then we bring our expertise to the table to just enhance what we can offer yeah, and I, I think that's an important thing because I think that builds a certain amount of confidence when you are out um, doing photographs, video, or doing stories on these soldiers and airmen out there when you can. I mean, you don't have to know, obviously, the same level because they're technically – but being able to at least understand what they're saying and, and give a little bit back to them, I think it's a big deal when you're talking about actually getting a product and, and telling their story. Um Sure, I, I could see being turned off if somebody's like, hey, what's the widget over there? Like, what, man? <laughs> Come on now. Like, at least call it a screw or a nut or a bolt or something. Give it a shot, you know. Um, so, I mean, we, we've kind of we've kind of talked around Pug Fairs a little bit and here and there and whatever else we've done. I do want to throw out there the fact that, you know, there are still openings in the state. Quick plug. Uh <laughs> Two sixty third need folk, yeah. I heard oh, I heard rumors. We need some. We need some. We need You're some. Looking for an adventure. Yeah. Um and then so, you know, and, and as we mentioned with the experience, uh with experience comes age. And with age comes walkers. And with walkers you go home. Um so <laughs> <laughs> some of us sooner than others. 
uh, nobody in particular. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, so, you know, some of this is starting to open up. So you, you hear this podcast and you hear us talking about it and it gets you excited. You think, man, I could do this. Whether you're a photographer or a videographer already, um, like I said, some of us have come in with experience. I had no clue what it was. I had no clue what it was when I picked it off. I wanted to go back medical. I couldn't get what I wanted per se. And they were like, pick something. I was like, that sounds cool. And I came in now 10 years later, I'm still doing this and we've grown it. Um, and that's what it's about, you know, as NCO and soldiers and, and officers that have been here, you know, we're growing it for the next group of people and we're starting to see them come in. We're starting to see the next group of, of soldiers and stuff that needs to be trained. And, and we're just laying the foundation for them to, to, to run on because this is uh this really is an outstanding and, and fun and important job when you get down to it. I know every career field says that. Um, <laughs> I'm still going to do it. I don't care if it's cliche or not. Um, but uh, but it's, it's true we are the most important. We are. We are. It's just what it boils down to. <laughs> um, but, gentlemen, I appreciate you all taking time, uh, one, for the, the whole training to come down here. And like I said, we have many more public affairs people standing behind the camera right now, and hopefully – um, we'll get to see their faces and hear their voices at some point in time on our podcast because we're, like I said, we're trying to grow this thing. But I uh, definitely appreciate you sitting down and doing the podcast with us. Um, y'all are always more than welcome to come back. Um, and for folks that maybe don't know who you're all that are watching or, or listening to this podcast, now you know who some of your public affairs folks are out in the field. Reach out to them. Um, if somebody at the 263rd, 68th wants to come do a podcast, these are the folks to get in contact with. <laughs> Come on Another in. Another little plug. There. Another little plug. <laughs> I'm plugging away, baby. I'm plugging away. What else am I missing anything? Do I need to plug something else? Pad, if you need people out for AT season, go ahead and start getting your request in. They fill up and book fast. You don't think that would happen to the military, but yeah, pad books out really fast during AT season. So That's why it's, it's important when you are booking things out to make sure you get them well in advance to give people a heads up and stuff. Another, another little plug. There. Yeah, no little plug there. So, um, uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna call that that's it for this episode. I'm uh, I'm Specialist David Erskine. I'm Staff Sergeant Jones, Captain Ed Duvall, and Staff Sergeant Jerry Boffin. And we'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs>